This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're looking for one more scary thing to do before October ends, why not try a movie with two demons? What do you want? We are Wendell and Wild. Your personal demons. Who? Well, you can summon us to the land of the living. Why would I do that? Because we'll give you whatever you want. Huh. That's from the new stop-motion film Wendell and Wild, produced and co-written by Jordan Peele and directed by Henry Selick. This film has the same charm that Selick brought to films like Coraline and The Night Before Christmas. We'll steer clear of spoilers, or at least we'll try. But let's dig in. Jamie Howard is the host of the horror podcast Bloody Broad. Hi, Jamie. Hi. And Ariane Nettles is a pop culture enthusiast, journalist, and lecturer at Northwestern University. Good to see you again, Ariane. Hi, Sasha. Great to see you. So without giving anything away, folks, what do you think about this film? I'll start with you, Ariane. Well, I not to give anything away, but I think that um, I love a story where the scary thing is not the demons, actually. For me, watching this, you know... The, the scary thing is trauma. The scary thing is being accepted. The scary thing is grief and missing people that we love. And um, I really think that those are important things to talk about with, like, younger people before they get to be our age and then they don't know how to handle those things. So <laughs> yeah. that was, like, my immediate takeaway was, like, wow, I would have loved to watch this Um when I was like a preteen trying to figure stuff out, but I still enjoyed it now. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, I really couldn't have said it better. I, you know, immediately after the movie ended, I was like, wow, like I wish it's been around when I was like 12 or 13 and kind of, you know, experiencing death for the first time when I understood, you know, these people are kind of gone forever in terms of seeing them day to day and just, it was such a good way, I think, to introduce uh, societal problems yeah. to children as well. I mean, I was blown away by the whole thing. Yeah, and, and I mean, they, again, not to give too much away, but I mean, they, the, the death portion, the grief portion happens pretty early into the film, and I thought that it was handled beautifully, right, mm. in, in a way that young people could understand, we could understand, where I was kind of left like, oh, no, are they? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the story continues, and you kind of see how she, she triumphs from there. But Wendell and Wild, for those who haven't seen it yet, it's a stop-motion film, also known as Claymation. Do you th- what, what did you think of that medium, Jamie, f- for this movie, as opposed to it just being pure animation? Well, I mean, you know, of course, knowing how it's created, all I could think of was how many hours and hours of dedicated work this took to make. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there were so many moments where I could just really see, you know, this is the same uh, creators that did Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline, and I just saw that influence everywhere. Um, I mean, I just think it was so... It brought a realness to it that I just think you cannot capture with sort of the Pixar animation that we're used to now. Yeah. Can you give some of your specific favorites when you say that you saw the influence, the Henry Selleck influence? Yes, I'm such a Henry Selleck fangirl. I know Jordan Peele is as well. Uh, so specifically, sort of the, you know, handyman Manberg that we get. Uh, and Helly, Sister Helly, who I loved all the characters' names. Uh, when they're down in the basement, it reminded me of the Doctor and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. When, obviously, the character being in a wheelchair, but also he, you know, kind of controls her. And she even says, mm-hmm. you know, you created me. You made me this way. Um, and then, of course, all the sneaky little references to other horror films, uh, 
him I noticed that being too. kind of a nod. Yeah, yeah, kind of being a nod to uh, Ash from Evil Dead just killed me. But, man, I think if you're a horror nerd who loves sort of that aesthetic, this is 100% for you. Yeah, you know, I'm in awe, Ariane, of just how far stop motion has come, right? I, I remember... Yeah. Uh, the scene near the beginning of the car, the car driving through Kat's hometown, Kat being the main character, mm-hmm. 13 year old girl, the car driving through her hometown. We, we, we also see a van driving through this puddle, breaking the ice, kind of, you know, splashing a little yeah. bit of water. I was like, Oh my God, that looks so mm-hmm. animated. That doesn't look like clay. <laughs> what did you think, Ariane? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, um, you do after a while kind of just really, get into this world because it looks so real. It does. And now that you're in it, you know, I think a big portion of this film, I think a lot of the critique that I've heard is that it is kind of dark and gray. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is kind of how the world looks when you're grieving and when you're sad. And um, I think that I was just like really immersed in that grayness of this place where, you know, um, you know, kind of seeing the world through Kat's eyes. And I don't know if we would have been able to do that. Or I wonder. Otherwise. If, yeah, how it would have looked years ago with this same yeah. technique. You know, and for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer yet, the main character, as I mentioned, Kat, she's a black girl. Uh, and it includes characters from a variety of different ethnicities. I was impressed with little details. You see Kat's Afro puffs, yeah. for instance. Um, I noticed yeah. like, I noticed the Latino and black characters, they had maybe little fuller lips, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. What do you think about how they were portrayed, Jamie? And then you too, Ariane. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I just love the, again, it added to the reality because I think, and this is not a slam against any one particular creator, but it has come up how Tim Burton's characters are always white and he's kind of the king of the creepy. Mm. And <laughs> I think it's really interesting to see this style done with characters that reflect what an inner city life would be like. I mean, city life in general. Um, I just really enjoyed it. And even the voice actors nailed it as well. Yes. Yes, I think so, too. Uh, did you catch the, the police officer wearing the hijab toward the end, Ariane? Yes, yes, yes. And it's those little details that made it great where it's like, okay, these are different people, but that's not necessarily a part of the story. Like their ethnicities mm-hmm. or their background isn't necessarily part of the story. Like it's they are just being people. And this is like such a relatable story for anybody. So the film tackles, as we mentioned, societal issues, right? It, it talks about the prison industrial complex right at the beginning. Let's listen. Are you kidding me? Rust Bank Brewery is the heart of this town. No deal, Mr. And Mrs. Claxon. We are not selling the brewery. Not to you or anyone else. Got it? You shut that down, Delroy? It's over, Wilma. Told him more beer, less prisons. So those were Kat's parents turning down an offer to buy their brewery. What did you think of how the movie tackled the prison industrial complex, Ariane? I think it did it in a really good way that I think kids of that age range could understand it. I don't think that I understood the the prison industrial comp I, I don't think I understood the entire like carceral system at that age, you know. No, yeah, I sure didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I think we were yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. And you know, especially in the nineties and I, I know there was also like, you know, there it was different, right? There was a push for maximum sentences and, and being harsher. And so I think especially now like having 
kids watch this and understand like, okay, wait, a prison coming to a town, um, a private prison that um, is known for not treating people as humans, that is not a good thing, right? Like, those are really important lessons that we want our young people to know, and we don't want to wait until they are potentially, because that's the thing is that so many people, the young, young people Mm -hmm. that are portrayed in this film, actually Kat would have been in the prison they said they don't say what, you know, she did, but, you know, she's kind of she's a little troublemaker. Right. Yeah. She's 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 experienced some <laughs> grief and she's gotten into some stuff. But they you know, they hint that at that if she didn't end up kind of at this boarding school that she would have been at this prison instead. Yeah. And I don't want a kid at a at a prison. You know, I think that they and so kids can see that and say, like, oh, wow, we wouldn't want her to be there either. Exactly. Yeah. One thing, though, for me, the movie bounces between Kat, as we said, following the death of her parents and the demons who are Wendell and Wilde, basically in hell. Right. That back and forth, though, sometimes feels jarring to me. And, and the storyline mm-hmm. gets a little convoluted. Any thoughts there, Jamie? No, I completely agree, because I was thinking, like, you know, gosh, if I'm a fully grown adult watching this and getting... A touch confused of where we were in the story. Yeah, about an hour in, I was like, as well. what? <laughs> what happened? What, what yeah. did, I, did I miss something? Well, and I, yeah, and when I, we realized that the quote-unquote hell that they're in is the devil's body, I guess, that was another moment of like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> like yeah. halfway through the movie. <laughs> right. Well, well, speaking of Wendell and Wilde, it, it was cool, though, to, to witness this Key and Peel reunion, right? Since Jordan Peele and his longtime comedy partner, Keegan-Michael Key, they actually voiced those two characters. Let's listen. No, 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 no. What are we going to do, Wendell? If the Claxons found out our fare is toast. You got to tell the Padre. No, you have to tell him. You're older, Wendell. You have to do it. Pipe down, Spark Club. Can't hear ourselves think. I felt like I could literally see Key and Peele as they were talking. What did you think about having the pair together? On screen again, Ariane. Yeah, yeah. We needed that comic relief, right? Yes. We needed that comedy. And they brought it from the moment we meet them. You know, um, it, they're they're acting up. They're acting a fool together. And that's exactly. <laughs> as always. As always, right? <laughs> um, and I believe that the even the molds of their characters were created to kind of look like them just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of carry that yeah, I think so too. across. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's just such a great thing to kind of um, balance out the grief that you experience first. And then you have this dynamic funny duo that we know coming back in and doing what they do best. Yeah. Well, Jamie, you know, I talked about being confused for a little portion of the film. There, there was also that concept of a hell maiden that comes up, you know, beyond yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was a hell maiden? Did you, did you get it? So, Anybody? Yeah. So I kind of thought maybe it was some kind of Buffy, the vampire slayer esque, you know, character, especially cause it was a preteen girl. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that way they described it and the way they made it look, I want to be a hell maiden now. Don't know what it really means. <laughs> but I, love like, I don't know what it is, but I want to be it. Uh, overall, yes. <laughs> overall, what did you like about the film, Ariane? Sum it up for us. Yeah, overall, I liked that the film 
can be a film that you can watch with your family and that, you know, I think even kids a little bit younger than the PG-13 rating, you can watch it and that you can kind of laugh and whatever they do take away from it, you can kind of have some of those tough conversations Mm -hmm. at the same time. What happens when we lose someone, right? It was really, it was actually tough to watch as a mom because I kept wanting to like hug Kat and and say, it's okay, honey, you know, (laughs) you can just live with me. And so um, I think having those conversations early on, I think it's just like a good family movie in that way. I think family movies can also be a little bit darker. They don't always have to be happy-go-lucky. That's true. That's true. Jamie, would you recommend? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, it that was summed up perfectly, again, because this is a movie that it can be for children, but I think this is the first movie in a couple years that is marketed towards children but also still has those winks and nods for yeah. adults. Um, I mean, just from the Mark Twain quote being thrown in there to mm-hmm. the issue of, dead voters, which anyone who was alive in 2016 and <laughs> able to vote yeah. was aware of. And then, you know, Sister Helly saying the most powerful line of the whole movie for me, which is own your memories. Yes. And I think that's something anybody of any age can really that. relate to. Let's, I just thought it was beautiful. Let's end on that. Own your memories. Jamie Howard's the host of the horror podcast, Bloody Broads, and Ariane Nettles, 